Welcome to System Mastery, the podcast where we beat a dead horse 1d6 damage at a time. Hey, y'all remember Prime Directive and how much we loved Prime Directive? Oh, those were the days. Well, what if I told you that the company actually made a bunch of games just like it, and we have another one? Whew, it's Delta Force, and holy shit, were people afraid of terrorists in 1987. Here we go, it's System Mastery. Welcome to System Mastery. It's me, Jeff, the host, and I am joined, as always, by the other host, John, who is here and ready to say some words into his microphone. Why, hello there. Hey, there's some words into a microphone. Oh, my goodness. He is doing exactly the job that is required of him today. <laughs> He'll get a treat. As am I. John, would you like a chip with peanut butter on it? Mmm. <laughs> Please put it in my Kong. <laughs> yes. I've got a Kong ball full of John fa John's favorite treats, and uh, between episodes, he likes to roll it around to try to get one loose. Yeah. It's hard because all his favorite treats are hamburgers, and it's really hard to get them in there, and even harder to get them out. Oh, yeah. But, you know, <laughs> it keeps me mentally acute. It's good for your teeth, too. Oh, yeah. Trying to chew that big rubber thing to get some burger. <laughs> Uh, I feel like that's going to be your epitaph. <laughs> Tried to chew that big rubber thing to get some burger, beloved son. <laughs> that's exactly what it'll be. How are you? I'm doing so good. Feeling fine. Looking fine. Yeah, you're looking super fly today. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. You've got your Mike Merles block me on Twitter for some reason shirt. Hell yeah. It's weird that he would block you and not, not you know, me running the show Twitter where uh, I consistently call him all kinds of things. I mean, I assume it's both. It's probably both. I'm sure we're just on a list. <laughs> I'd like to think that he blocked the System Mastery Twitter because we, intent we managed to personally bother him, but he's a lazy piece of shit, so there's no way he didn't just click a block list that some fucking chud gave him. Yeah. And he was like, that's not a chud, that's my friend. I like polo shirts. Block. Whoa. <laughs> Big diss on polo shirts out of nowhere. He's ruined them for everyone else. <laughs> and it was already a fine line. Uh. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad you're doing fine. Yeah. I'm doing good, too. And uh, a bit of show update notes. I'm leaving tomorrow. I'm going to fly forever, Forever. Never coming back. Yep. Uh, on a jet plane. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm going to head to Denver for a week. So we're going to miss a single expounded universe, but... That's always the show it's okay to miss, so it'll be fine. Because <laughs> uh, it's the show we do weekly, unlike the other ones. Well, also, it doesn't make any money. <laughs> I mean, it makes some money. Can't miss this one. This one's the moneymaker. <laughs> this is daddy's moneymaker, and we gotta shake it. Yeah, we have to shake it. If, yeah, we gotta shake it for peaches. <laughs> shake it for peaches. Peaches for free. That's gonna be my epitaph. <laughs> Had to it. shake it for peaches. John, J J Jeff, devoted father, he shook it for peaches. <laughs> <laughs> shaking it for peaches and kicking cheats in the hereafter uh so we read a game yeah we certainly did i th this is one of those episodes where it's instead of me saying that i should probably just mug about merles or whatever for another 20 minutes because this game is not long but it is dense but it's dense with information that no one's going to want yeah i honestly feel like <laughs> A lot of the stuff we're getting out of this is that, of course, we got this used. Oh, yeah. As 
you know, this game came out in 1986 or something. It's 86, 87. And it, and it was also a gift. Uh, this is a James game. James D'Amato, uh, beloved founder of the network, TV Zone. Yeah, blessing us mm-hmm. with his benevolence and gifting us an RPG to review. We bathed in its healing light. Uh, and this is one of those games where, because it came used, there is a bunch of stuff in the books that's, like, underlined. Oh, yeah. There is a ton of stuff that, uh, whoever owned this, like, went and Xeroxed out. Yeah, he got a bunch of the specific weapons and made little cardboard cutouts of them. And it's all 80s. a ton of the, uh, character sheets and stuff. And it all happened in the 80s. You could tell because it's not even, like, it's like mimeographs and, 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 uh... Also, I did some tracking because one of the things he left in there was a uh, a Playboy article. Uh, there is an, there is a full article from an '80s e- issue of Playboy in here. No nudie pictures anywhere. This dude was whoever owned this was very detailed and did oh, you not can, want. You can tell that he bought it was ashamed. Immediately tore out the interview and was like, "And now to get rid of the rest of this filth." Mm. I can't abide these these uh, landing strips that are so common in the 80s. I'm only interested in landing strips by which we may fight the brave Mujahideen. <laughs> fight with, you mean? Oh, yes, of course. I'm sorry. It's 1987, and we are so scared of terrorists. No, what you get here is that just the underlines and the, the shit that he made and put in the box that we got tells the story of a deadly serious person who's very oh, yeah. invested in terrorist stuff. No, the various rules and bits in here that... Mm-hmm got underlined so you, you know that this was a person that wasn't like oh i'm i'm just playing and goofing around and having fun like when they're underlining the endurance rules for carrying things yeah and like what your night vision is I, in 20 different types of yeah. terrain i noticed a preponderance for underlining clarifications that were against the players uh, that seemed to be a common thing. It'd be like, uh, in this situation, be sure the players don't try to use this skill. Force them to use this skill. And he'd be underlined force like three times. <laughs> it's funny because this is by Task Force Games, who made a, just a ton of shit in the 80s. But most notably for us, for you and I, uh, they made both Starfleet Battles and Prime Directive. Yeah, which, and, fuck them. Uh, well, yeah, I know. I don't like anything they've made that I've read so far, and I can't imagine that I will, because it's the same two authors on all of it. Uh, but notably, the, the reason I'm saying it's funny that uh, is that, remember Prime Directive also had a stupid, deadly serious piece of like uh, attached media when we found it? Yeah. That letter that was aimed at Dan? Primarily. <laughs> it was like, we are not dealing with your fucking TNG bullshit, Dan. <laughs> uh, yeah, the fact that this has... So much very apparent love given to it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay. You know, every time we read one of these books, I always think, God, no one, who could have played this and actually, like, really given a shit? But no, I guess there were people out there that were like, all right, we're playing Delta Force and I am doing the whole book. Yeah. Like, we're not just going to ignore the fact that we have different weight encumbrances and 15 different like levels of how encumbered you are yes there's so many there's like drag weight drag weight with if you have a sled drag race weight (laughs) cutting weight for to to make a a level for fighting there's Uh, so much it is a lot of little things that 
honestly do not come together to make much of anything. No, it's one it's one of those classic 80s just a big pile of lists the game. Where in this case the only thing that's really that sets these types of games apart where they're just like uh you know, oh, here's shooting rules, 45 pages of boring crap. Uh here's character creation rules, one page of nonsense because we don't like that part. Here's a list of guns that will go on until the very end of the book. Oh yeah, well this has a whole three book of books. guns, yeah. So there are three books with this. There's the player book, which is all the character creation stuff and rules for, you know, how you play and all that nonsense. There is a war book, yeah, which is almost entirely just equipment. And then in the last, like, six or seven pages, the rules on how you get skills, which they didn't put in the player book. And they didn't put in that book either, really. It's very confusing. This th- There's a lot of missing information for a book that has so such a density of information. Oh, yeah. And then an entire scenario book, which basically boils down to go rescue some people at a base, go rescue some people from a plane. Go kill some brown people. Yeah, and then go kidnap some brown guy yeah. and kill everyone else there and make it look like an accident. This is a book you could only have gotten away with writing then and then like also exactly now when the internet is emboldened to every weird chud in the world. Like listen, this is the first chat, the first paragraph. I just want to read this so we can we can get the tone oh, across. Good. Yeah, here we go. <clears throat> the world is at war. It is a war waged by a new and vicious breed of barbarian a global war directed against innocent civilians backed by governments and cynical instruments i'm sorry instrumentalities dedicated to the overthrow of good democracy it is war in which conventional military units fight at a wretched disadvantage where the enemy chooses where and when to strike where the enemy is willing to commit indiscriminate murder to advance his cause willing to die a martyr's death in a fanatical jihad for years Through hijacking and kidnappings and savage massacres, the West has been helpless uh, before this bloody-handed foe, the international terrorist. Until now. I love that opening paragraph so much because (laughs) there's so much going on it tells you so much like it tell because when i first read that i was like oh okay this is going to be a game set in a fake world like that was my first thought i read that i was like oh okay if they're going to do the whole like the enemy is red in tooth and claw and they'll kill your white women and shit they've they're they're writing from a description of like this is a fake world where everything's a little heightened nope this is a world simulator yep no when i read that i was like oh Oh, we're doing this. Yeah. The the kind of person who's like, well, golly gee, America's just been absolutely hornswoggled by these terrorists. What could we possibly do? With the world's biggest military. Oh, the we're, the the innocent values of the of the noble and true West are being threatened. Oh, good democracy. <laughs> Won't someone think of the democracy? <laughs> You know they hate our freedom. Someone's coming for our gingham tablecloths and apple pies and baseball. <laughs> like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to downplay terrorism, but this is 87. Yeah. It, <laughs> I was like, um, my dude, I don't, <laughs> I don't think we've been helpless on this matter. No. And, and imagine what, the, what this guy would have written in like, you know, November or yeah, uh, September, September 12th. 2001 instead if he was after he had seen like even more serious u.s soil terrorism oh yeah considering you know 
the stuff he's talking about is not like, oh yeah, we've been attacked here in yeah, it's America. Like, it's like planes getting shot down here and there in the Iran-Contra crisis. Yeah. That's that's pretty much what he's desperately scared of. This is 87. He's still, he's still dedicating movies to the brave Mujahideen fighters. Well, yes. <laughs> They're fighting our enemies. Yes, the Russians. The wily Russians who, if we're also talking about movies from that time period, had the technological advantage in making powerful boxers. Yes, and could invade us at any point in time. <laughs> And only our brave football players could stop them. <laughs> Wolverines. <laughs> That's that that shit from Rocky. I think it was Rocky Four was the funniest shit in the world to me. Where they were like, Oh yeah. Where they were like, uh, Oh, the, the the Russians are dangerous because they use computers to train their boxers. We train our boxers in rustic barns. <laughs> oh. A computer is fighting is fighting the uh, Ivan Drago while while Rocky has to pull a tractor with a rope. <laughs> Is it fair? Russia's so technological. <laughs> I mean, speaking, we're talking, of course, about USSR, the com- the country that was more or less brought low by the fax machine. <laughs> uh, I, I gotta say, you read that opening paragraph. You don't want to read anymore, and you're basically done. You're yeah. like, oh, oh. Oh, all right. It's Never. one of these. Pass. <laughs> See, I was excited about this thing because of the movie, Delta Force. There's a movie? Oh, yeah, there's a Delta Force movie called Delta Force. It's got nothing to do with this. I, th- I mean, it kind of does. Delta Force is your standard, like, gung-ho Americans go, f- go forth to fight a bloody battle or whatever. It's like a shitty B-movie. But I thought, oh, cool, a move, a, 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 a an RPG licensed from that film. No. No, it's... it's it, if it was licensed from... It, it's... Vaguely licensed from fear and xenophobia, and that's those are the two primary sources. Yep, it's just someone Brought really, to- really liked the idea of badass American soldiers and then forgot to make them badass. Brought to you by someone who likes listing guns, it's Delta Force. And yeah, it's it's also a classic 80s game where everyone has a 45% chance to succeed at anything. Oh, yeah. The fact that it's not even because, again, this is one of those conversations we've had where it's like, was this on purpose or did they not understand their own math? Yeah. And in this one, they do. It is very on purpose. There is an example where they're like, so as you can see, someone who is an above average will have a 50% chance to do something. And you're like, wow. The average person doing his career skills will have a 44 to 48% chance of success. I would get fired. <laughs> Everyone would be fired all the time. Uh, if half of the work you did was just not correct. Just some dude at the Olive Garden, like, would you like Parmesan with that? And the guy's like, oh, hell yeah, lots of Parmesan. Good. Just so you know, sir, I put chalk in there instead of Parmesan. Here Say we stop. Go. <laughs> here, just put your finger in this grinder and here we go. Uh, stop. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you say pots? I'm hearing backwards words today. <laughs> I'm Zatanna. <laughs> 44% chance I was going to get this right. Ugh. Yeah, I can't, I cannot understand, because they go through, uh, in character creation, which whatever, let's go ahead and get there. Might as well, it's going to take like a minute. (laughs) The character creation section uh, specifically calls out, they're like, okay, when you're rolling your character, all of the main stats you have are 2d6, because basically 2d6 is the resolution for everything. Yes. But it's 2d6 plus Mm 3 for your four main stats. Providing a range of 5 to 15. Now, the book then goes out of its way to say, but you are supposed to be 
like the best of the best of the best. Elite American fighting men. If you roll any stat that's under an eight, you could go ahead and re-roll it because you should be like a very good top tier kind of uh, character. Yes. And then immediately on the next page, call out that the average uh, result of 10 on one of these will fail 50% of the time on an average difficulty roll. Yeah, here's the, here's the paragraph in question. A character stat will range between 5 and 15. A 2D roll unmodified by an RDF will always succeed for any stat of 12 or above. Uh, but Because this is a 2D6 roll under. Yes. Since almost half of all 2D results will be in the range of 6 to 8, even a character with a stat of 15, the highest possible stat, will usually fail an RDF of 9 to 10 added to a 2D roll. Which... An RDF is a relative difficulty factor, uh-huh. uh, and it is a, uh, basically, this game has, it, what we, I mentioned earlier, it was just a big book of lists. Obviously, several of those lists are like, environmental penalties, slight breezes blowing, plus two RDF. Yeah. Um, you're kind of tired right now, plus three RDF. So plus nine is not in the realm of po- impossibility. No, and the fact is, I mean, the rest of it is, if you've got a 10 and it's a three difficulty, why, there's a 50-50 chance that you'll actually do it. Yeah, average characters with stats around 10 have about a 50% chance of success with RDF values of 3 or less. Now, an RDF value, that's because an RDF value is, is an add-on to a difficulty. So if you're tr- it, basically, if you're trying to do something and it's not even slightly hard, then you will likely succeed. But obviously, that means that all the shit that commandos do in these games is incredibly hard, and so they're failing all the time. Yes, because they do give you some examples of like, what are the difficulty modifiers you should put on thing? What should you be rolling for stuff? And so much of it is around the like three to six for the easy things mm-hmm. that you're like, oh, oh, I see. I'm going to be awful at everything, aren't yes. I? Yeah, yeah, you are. By the way, I forgot to mention earlier, the Playboy article uh, is Terrorism, the Rising New Threat by Senator Alan J. Dixon. Mm. In case you were curious as to what was in it, like you thought, maybe you thought that this guy had one weak point in his in his chud armor, and it was it was his Playboy article was like how to construct the ultimate hi-fi system. First step one is really consider your needles. I consider my needles all the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How to build a wet bar that's gonna score you chicks? It's 1987, baby. Put cocaine in your wet bar. <laughs> wet cocaine. It's the 80s. Ooh, mm, wet cocaine. <laughs> I used it to plaster my house. <laughs> I use it to get plastered. <laughs> uh, now, here's the stats in question. There are four primary stats. Uh, those are strength, agility, dexterity, and intelligence. Um, and there, you notice you've got agility and dexterity in there. Uh, agility is fast, limber, and coordinated. Dexterity is hand motor, uh, hand-eye skills and, and motor coordination. Yep. Um, so each one of those is 2D plus 3 to come up with a range between 5 and 15. That said, if you got come up with anything that adds up to less than 8, you rolled again, so really it's 8 to 15. Yep. Um, then there are five other stats, and th- they all have interesting calculations, and this is one spot in the game where they actually are kind of player-facing. It's the only time you'll, you'll see this again. Uh, for all of them, you, they, they factor in halves or quarters of the previous stats I just mentioned, but say in all circumstances, if you have a decimal, always round up. Yes. So even if you have like 11.1 is your thing, you round it up to 12. I mean, which you wouldn't, given that it's no, all whole numbers stats. and halves. Yeah. Well, quarters are in there. 
I, I one of my stats I had to calculate it from when I was making my bonus character because that was the only way I could understand this game uh, was one quarter of eleven. Yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, so those are training, which is pl- uh, half of your in- intel- uh, intelligence plus one die plus one. Mm-hmm. So it gives you a range of five to fifteen. What do you know? Endurance plus five or half your strength plus one die plus one. Uh, experience, which is a stat in this game, as opposed to a tracking measure of how much better you, you can get at things. Experience here is how good you are at things already. Well, yeah, because you've got training and experience, yes, which don't need to be different things as far as I can tell, because the only place you use them is to buy some skills, but you use training and experience, and I'm just <laughs> like, I don't... What is... It's very confusing. If you read the stats, it says training. This stat measures the character's level of military and specialist training and is based partially on intelligence. Uh, experience. Based partially on the character's training, this is an indicator of the character's time and service and his combat skills and experience. <laughs> yeah. It's the same shit. It's just the same goddamn stat. Yeah, I don't I don't know what's going on there, but they, they wanted you to have both, which is funny because both of them supposed to, are supposed to inform your skills, and as we're going to find out in a second, they might? They do ish but in the most <laughs> insignificant way imaginable yes uh then you've also got reaction which is kind of like your initiative score it yep. determines who goes first and it's half of your agility plus a quarter of your training <laughs> so it's half of, of a main stat and a quarter of a substat yep uh and then finally stamina which is open parentheses endurance score plus two dice close parentheses divided by two yes uh so there's there's a lot of different tools you'll have to do. Stamina is your uh, your stamina is one, this is one of those games where everything you do all the time you spend stamina. God. So you're just like, oh, I've I've fought for five seconds. I lose two stamina. Yeah. If I lose all of them, I'm stunned or unconscious. Yeah. Now, <laughs> it's especially bad if you want to do hand to hand. If you're doing hand to hand fighting in this, you lose stamina every round, yeah, and you use. A lot of it. It's five. It's you lose two every five seconds, and you know at least with shooting, it's much less than that. Yeah, it's a qu- it's like a half every minute or something. Uh, no, it's it it still uses the five second round timer. So it's it's but you don't yeah. lose it per five seconds. It actually takes a while. Yes. So don't get in hand to hand fights, which the game actually mentions. You probably won't. You're playing, you know, 1980s uh, elite special forces. What are you punching people for? You shoot them. Yeah. Look, this isn't some kind of action film. This is real life. Yeah. These are real terrorists. Yeah. These are real brown people that need to get shot by You've you. You've got to kill Carlos. <laughs> get out of here, sh- Carlos. I'm sure there's actually a terrorist organization from the 80s called Carlos, and I, I don't remember it because I was a kid. Yeah. But it keeps getting mentioned in here, and they just refer to Carlos like a guy every time, and they're just like, like uh, Carlos is also particularly favors AK-47s. And we'll seek to acquire them whenever possible. I'm like, this Carlos guy, what does he need all these guns for? What's he doing? Well, you know, <laughs> I've met a ton of people that that would definitely describe them. Yeah, but it, it doesn't make him that much more dangerous. Why he am just, I going after Carlos? He's just a he's just another classic good American gun enthusiast. Whole garage full of guns? That's just Carlos. That's just Carlos being Carlos. Yeah. Leave. Oh, it's because his name is Carlos. Oh, I, I get it. Oh, never mind. I'm up to, okay, carry on. <laughs> Someone ought to build a wall around that garage full of guns. <laughs> build a wall around Carlos today. I mean, come on, man. I just want to look at my guns. 
Uh, uh, the only other characteristics you even calculate are shit like your height and weight. And believe me, they found a way to make boring crap like that complicated. Calculating your weight, your, a male character's weight in kilograms is 25 plus two times your endurance plus three times your strength plus 2D. A female's weight will be 15 kilograms plus two times endurance plus three times strength plus 2D. Great. Why? Why are we working that out? And then age, which is 18 plus half your experience plus half your training. Yeah. Jeez, if those were one stat, you could have just added it straight to your training. Yeah, but age, however, is the only thing in here that will mess up or change your other stats. Yes. Because if you get certain ages. If you're too young, you don't have enough training and experience. And if you're too old, you lose strength and endurance. You do also have to roll for what handedness you are. Indeed. And it is very difficult to get. One in 144. It's actually more likely than real life yeah. uh, to get ambidextrous. Because you roll 2d6 on a roll through 2 to 9, you're right-handed. Uh, 10 through 12, or t- sorry, 10 or 11, you're left-handed. 12th, roll again. And if you get uh, anything other than 12, you're left-handed. And if you get 12, you're ambidextrous. Yeah. Now, you may think, oh, that's neat. Does ambidexterity do anything in this game? No. No, of course not. No, why? This game doesn't have rules for holding two guns or anything like that. That's not realistic. Why would you do that? Yeah, that's that's dumb. This ain't some John Woo shit. Yeah, maybe for like spy intrigue shit where you pretend to be left-handed for a long time and then it turns out you were actually right-handed. Like if you had to, I don't know, fight Wesley. Yeah, you had to do some kind of fencing duel. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, just point that out. The game has that for no reason. There's no reason to calculate your handedness. I mean, that is most of this game where they're just like, Hey, here's rules for stuff. Will that ever happen? No, but hey, here's rules for it. Now, after that, there's a whole section on skills. Um, and here's a fun, fun thing. The book doesn't tell you what... There's like a point cost for all the skills, and there are three kinds of skills. You got native skills, which I know what that sounds like, but it just means skills you learned from being like a kid. Yeah, it's just stuff that isn't military training. There's just shit you grew up with. Uh, you've got basic military skills, and then you've got uh, specialist skills. Yeah. Uh, so, you, so you've got three categories of skills, and you may think, oh, okay, that's where I figure out what my skill points are, and then go to spend them, because every skill has a variable point cost associated with it in a progressive cost in, in, uh, increasing model. So, for example, if you're looking at dog handling, it costs two points if you're military, three points if you're a civilian, uh, and that means to buy dog handling one with, as a military skill costs two, dog handling two would cost you a total of six. Yes. Uh, so you think, oh, gee, you, so how many skill points do you get? Who knows? You We're know, not going to tell you. You know you get 2d6 for, for native skills modified by your experience, but it doesn't say how. Yeah. It just says modified by your experience. You get a uh, modified 2d6 roll. Modified by what? <laughs> Don't you worry about yeah, that. Your DM will tell you. <laughs> I mean, if they do, they're just making it up because there's no DM book. Oh, my God. The <laughs> the stuff that is missing from the skills section is amazing because mm-hmm. the whole modified 2d6, and we don't tell you how to modify it. Yeah. We tell you, use your training and experience to buy skills. Uh, Okay, well, how many points do I get? Maybe your training and experience in value. Like if you have a training of 12, you get 12 points, but it doesn't say that. It just says use your training and experience. Yeah. And also there's a few other points in there that are fun like that, like uh, the language one. My very favorite thing in there, looking at the language rules, because those are a whole mess by themselves. Yeah, there's a bag of worms to language. They wanted to do a, a progressively difficult cost model based on language roots. 
So they're like, oh, if you're speaking a Germanic language, then you can learn other Germanic languages for this cost, but languages that are vaguely related to Germanic languages by this cost, and languages that aren't related, remain, uh, related to Germanic languages by this other cost. Yeah. Which they have English as its own category. No, it's it's a Germanic language with elements of romance. <laughs> yeah, but whatever they they wanted what they wanted to do was say English stands alone and is its own category. Rah rah hoorah America and I guess Great Britain. I mean, to be fair, the <laughs> saying yeah, if you speak English, which we are assuming you're an American in here, the amount of effort you have to go to to learn any other language is. Much larger than I mean, it would be. Let's not sugarcoat. The, the truth of the matter is that English is an extremely complicated language. It's made of equal parts every Romance language, German and Dutch. It has more words than almost every other language on it. It's generally rated to be one of the h- hardest languages to learn as a second language. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's still a Germanic, Germanic language. Google it. Go ahead and Google it right now. It'll tell you it's a German. First, first result, Germanic. Yeah, well, they couldn't do that. Yeah. It was 86. Uh, it's f- fair point. Fair point. They designed this in the 80s, and they were like, who could possibly learn English? It came fully formed out of Jesus' mouth. See, I'm going the opposite direction with it, which is, oh, man, how could you learn any other language? <laughs> we know English, but nothing else is remotely like that. Anyway, why don't we get to the core silly thing about the language rules that you, want, you really want to oh, get yeah. to? Yeah. So... There's a whole bunch of costs for different things, depending on if it's within your language category or not. Mm-hmm. But it also says that there will be a, uh, if you have an intelligence score of 10 or more, then you will get extra points for languages. Done. It will never tell you what points you get, how many points you get, whether you get more if you got a higher intelligence. It just throws that out there in the skill description uh-huh it's just in there it, it there's no no explanation for how or why or what it's, it's just in there yeah they just kept throwing stuff into this book that they were like yeah and of course this will be a thing you do well how uh, you know <laughs> yeah uh, my favorite stupid thing in here is still coming but yeah that so Somehow you will assemble a pool of skills and you may be wondering, what do they do? Well, they rank generally, they rank from like one to five, but for uh, most player characters, they rank from one to three. And what you do is when you get that skill, when you're making your rolls, which is always your stat plus one of these skill values against a target difficulty number. Mm -hmm. And you need to roll. You're rolling under your stat. Rolling under your stat and skill. Uh, Wait. Yeah, that's right. Mm hmm. So it can't wait. I thought it was over because it gets harder and harder. All the all the RDF values are positive. Yeah, you add them to your roll. Oh, right. You add them to your roll and not to your not to your target difficulty. Yes. Okay, I'm back up to speed. We're good. We're back. Mm-hmm. A dinosaur tail. <laughs> the the way in which you get most of your skills, they say in the rules of play, are that you'll have these templates that mm-hmm. you will use. In the rules of play, there are no templates. Yeah. You have to go over to the war book, which is just a list of equipment, and then the last six pages are, here's the templates. So if you're playing a Delta Force person, you have to go to a separate book, go to the end of it, and find the section for Delta Force, and then it will tell you what skills you get baseline for uh, native, 
mm-hmm. and basic and specialist. Yes, and also some extra points to spend on them and so on. But there's no correlation. It doesn't like the the opening chapter from the war the uh, war book. That's like, hey, here's a list of like. Oh, SGS nine German military special ops type guys, uh, whatever the whatever the uh, Israeli special forces were called at the time. They have a different name than what I thought they would. It's not the IDF. Um, they they just like, hey, th- this is a list of different types of special forces fighters from around the world. Your players may enjoy looking at this or even playing as them in certain situations if they wish. If they wish, yeah. So I I don't know. <laughs> If if that's actually the intent, that's what we did when we made the bonus characters because it was the only thing that we could figure out. Yeah, it's the only place where there were templates. It's the only place that actually said if you're a Delta Force person, you should have these skills. Yeah. So the fact that I went through when I was first reading this, the entire rules of play and went, oh, I guess this game doesn't work full stop period because you can't get skills in it and everything is skills that's the only function you can do yeah it's not like there was anything else yeah so i was like oh i guess this game is just actually literally broken and then flipping through the war book very quickly because i don't care about lists of equipment found that and went oh oh all right that's a that's a choice you made (laughs) yeah so once you finish up reading your way through the skill section, it it's pretty much done with character creation. At that point, it just starts going into specific types of rules, and they're everything you can imagine if you've read any other game like this in your life, and I know you probably have. So it's all this stuff like, how far can you drag a dead weight? If you assemble a, a, some sort of crude sledge, does that increase your chances? How far can you forced march, and how often do you need to rest on that forced march before you continue marching? Yeah. It has a giant list of weather and how that will affect your stamina. Uh-huh. A big list of terrain and how that affects how quickly you can move. The round. You can take both of those two things, combine them, and go, well, how much stamina would it take if I was doing a force march in a jungle during the rain? Well, don't you worry. Mm-hmm. Of course there's a calculation for that. Yes. Uh, there's a whole section on how combat plays out, which starts at a macro scale. It's interesting because there's two time scales you can use in the game. There's rounds, which are every five seconds. And then there's like scenes, which is however long they need to take for what they're like for montages and descriptive stuff. Um, the combat starts at spotting. They're like, oh, yeah, combat starts at 5000 meters. Yeah. Uh, you got to spot your enemy before you can shoot them. And here's the rules for how you can roll to spot them. And this is where my favorite Murphy came into the game by a mile. And Murphy, by the way, it's an old something awful term for Murphy's Law. Or it's any rule that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. In this case, it's a spotting rule. Uh, if you try the, the all spotting, regardless of size of the thing you're trying to spot, is based on a target range uh, difficulty. So it'll be like trying to spot something at close range. Oh, you've got to roll under a, uh, a, a like a, a 12. And then with extreme range, you have to roll under a one. So if you're trying to spot something that's more than 5,000 meters away, you're going to have to roll under a one. So you're thinking to yourself, okay, I, I get you can't do that on two dice. Uh, so presumably you're going to need uh, you're going to need like binoculars or some kind of positive modifier that helps you. And you're right, but binoculars in fact add a plus eight to your spotting roll. Hooray! Now, what about for the size of things? What if you're not trying to spot a human? What if you want to shoot like a building or something, you know, like a missile launcher? Well, buildings are plus five. And in fact, all aircraft are plus five. 
Mm-hmm. And here's where my thing came into existence. <laughs> I wanted to know what if my ter- what if I'm trying to fight terrorists who, if I don't get to them in time, will missile launcher down an airliner. A classic terrorism thing to do. Indeed. Well, all they have to do is spot that airliner, and it's definitely more than five thousand feet away because the usual service ceiling for airliners is twelve th- is around. Oh, sorry, meters around ten thousand meters, mm-hmm. give or take. Uh, so obviously they're rolling the worst one, so they're going to need some kind of spotting binoculars, but maybe like I can see passing airplanes at their service ceiling unaided. Like if I go outside, I live near enough an airport. There's always airliners going by and I can somehow see them somehow. You must be some kind of crazy super person. I think to myself, well, they've got to get some kind of benefit. They do airplanes plus five. That moves the number to six, 40% chance to spot them. Maybe that makes up for the fact that they're hard to spot to see if you make sure to see the right one. Is that a military plane or is that the the, the passing airliner I want to blow up because I'm a dirty terrorist? Uh, but there's also a substat for elevation difference. If something is higher up than you, you get a minus five. <laughs> Meaning that to see an airplane, you have you get a plus five. Yay, I have a 40% chance of seeing it and a minus five. Boo, no matter what I do, I cannot see an airplane. Yeah, you have to get your binoculars out if you want to see an airplane. Uh, <laughs> that still doesn't give you... It gives you a plus eight, but it's still going to get modified by other stuff and cut, drop back down to less than 40% chance. You can't see airplanes in this world. Nope. They're too... They're, they're in the firmament. They are beyond your sight. They have been hidden by the phlogiston that they float within. They live outside the eyes and therefore the consequences of God. <laughs> yes. I have a special meal that I can only eat on airplanes so that God <laughs> cannot see it's me. It's where you eat your Ortolan. <laughs> Ortolan. Ortolan is the little blue elephant from Star Wars. <laughs> no, it's where I eat a little blue elephant from Star Wars. <laughs> Very good, sir. I shall bring you a Max Rebo. Do you want to eat him from his little piano thing, or will you like him skewered? <laughs> Pianoed. <laughs> He will come out and play you a, a jazzy song, and then you will devour him. <laughs> As is custom. <laughs> mm, tastes like marshmallows from cereal. <laughs> this guy's like a circus peanut. <laughs> but yeah, it's impossible to see airliners. <laughs> Love it. I mean, functionally, that means it's also impossible to see the moon. Yes. Uh, but I, I assume that that all, because all, it's not it's not spotting just to see, it's spotting to target. So I'm like, okay, that's fair. You can see the moon, you just can't target the moon. Yeah, do you know how hard it is to target the moon? Yeah. We got a whole group of people that got to do that. There's a bunch of math. <laughs> Look, to target the moon, you have to take every single possible spade in the entire series of tricks, <laughs> at which point you will successfully target the moon. Hearts jokes. It's hearts jokes. What's up? It's hearts jokes coming yeah. at you fast and furious from the 1840s straight to your ears. Hearts jokes. <laughs> hearts jokes. <laughs> I shot the moon, baby. <laughs> coming up next, a series of jokes about calliope music. Hey, who wants a nice joke about cribbage? <laughs> 29. That's a random number. <laughs> 29 skidoo. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's just that kind of stuff. Now, in an attempt, to, oh, there's a wound system. The game doesn't have hit points. Yeah, st- I mean, we can go into the combat. Yeah, please, let's do that. So the combat, again, is a 2D resolution system. Yeah. Uh, you're going to be attempting to shoot someone. Hitting them is going to go into another laundry list of nonsense of 
What are the conditions like? Are they moving? Are you moving? Do they have cover? Are you behind cover? Do they have armor? How much penetration value does the weapon have if it gets over a certain penetration value? Well, that's of... for damage. Not oh, to fair. Just We're hit. not quite to damage yet. Uh, cover does that thing where if you shoot them and it hits a, par- hits a part of them that's undercover, it hits the thing. There are special rules for whittling down the cover by taking specifically three-round bursts at it. You can't use auto-fire to whittle down cover, just three-round bursts. Oh, yeah. Um, if you use full auto on cover, all you do is put your name into it. <laughs> I shot the bat symbol into there again. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, again, honestly, going through this, especially hand to hand, but also in shooting, mm-hmm. it's another one of those things where you do the calculation and at the end you're like, oh, nobody hits anything ever. Yeah. Yeah. No, no one ever hits. Uh, unless you're at like point blank range. Yeah. Because especially once you get to the point where you're like, all right, maybe I rolled real well and the dude was sitting still. All right. I'm going to shoot at him. Great. I hit him. Of course he is in cover of any kind. So I have a random roll for where I hit. Yep. And if he's like, ha ha, I was like literally just standing behind cover that covers my feet. Oops. You rolled foot. You get nothing. Har, 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 har. Yeah, thankfully this game doesn't have an extremely advanced where do you hit hit location system. It is arm, leg, torso, head. Yep. You can't you can't shoot someone in the hand or the or the crotch, which people love to work in that crotch shot. Everybody loves that. Yeah. Uh, and then there is a damage calculations for each one, and they are savage as fuck. Oh, yeah. If you get hit anywhere, you're just... They might as well have just said you're done and you die. Because well, if you get... You, <laughs> they've got... An entire chart for what happens when certain things happen to you, yes. which I like to refer to as the D-suck chart, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because you can get dazed, <laughs> yeah. stunned, unconscious, or killed. Yeah. D-suck. D-suck. Uh, there are light wounds, severe wounds, critical wounds, critical wounds yeah. and death. And there's bleeding, and if you get hit with anything, you're bleeding, and if you bleed for 12 rounds, you're dead. Uh so it's it's you know it's realistic. It's like hey yeah people get people get shot in eighties terrorism conflicts explode. <laughs> everyone's yeah. using frag ammo and everyone just dies all the time. Yeah, I mean if you've got a decent enough body armor, yeah, and their penetration on the gun isn't great, then you'll be able to probably get out of it with like some bruising or maybe just like. Uh, through and through in a non-vital area. Yeah, you'll probably get dazed. Uh, once you move up to from light, light. if you get a light head wound, for example, you're like unconscious anyway. Head's bad. Oh, yeah. L- light the, is bad. The, the D-suck chart for basically anything for head is like, my dude, it's just unconscious or dead. Like, that's yeah, all there that's, is. That's all there is. Uh, the only one that's not just like immediately killing you is arm. In which case, you're probably just going to lose your arm or get it mangled or just have your gun shot out of your hand and you can't do anything for a while. Because leg always gets you some kind of severe or critical bleeding. They're like, oh, yeah, you get heat-seeking missiles to your femoral artery. You're dead. It's it's fucked. If anything shoots you in the leg, you are done. Yeah, and then torso, of course, is the same thing because your gut shot, you're going to die. So, you know, if you get hit, you die. There's a whole bunch of calculations for how, but they're like just torture porn shit you're just rolling you're like oh let's see let's see what the bullet that hit you did well it killed you but why yeah i mean because everything in this is 2d6 the result chart is also just a 2d6 roll Mm -hmm. but then depending on where you got hit 
what type of gun you were using, whether you penetrated or not, will give you either a bonus or a penalty to the roll. Yeah. And higher is more likely to kill you. Yeah. So there is, man, just a lot of stuff in there where it's like, hey, you're going to roll 2d6 plus three because you shot someone. And, you know, if you get anything above an eight, they're probably dead. You're like, oh, all right, sure, great. Can't wait to roll it anyway. I love unnecessary damage charts. Ugh. I don't even remember if there's anything else relevant in the main book. It's just not that interesting. Well, I mean, there's a bunch of rules for, like, yeah. uh, explosions and scatter and some more desuck for what happens if you get caught in an explosion. Not like it explodes on you, but the concussive blast of it. Yeah. And there's, oh, yeah. There's all these things about, like, shaped charges and and nitroglycerin, how they can all blow up and kill you. Everything's just chances for failure. It's just list after list of things that are like, we're the best of the best. Well, we have a 40% chance of successfully calling each other on our walkie-talkies. <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, you you have a lot of parachuting stuff in here. There's so halo, much, yeah. tree jumping, yeah. regular parachuting. And I keep looking at it like, man. Who would do that? If you jump out of a plane, you're going to die, my man. Yeah. Don't do that. There's also, because this game has everything, morale and panic rules. Of course. So just doing things. You can win a fight just by outnumbering the enemies, then they'll run away. Yeah. Uh, and shooting anyone just immediately fucks not only their morale, but everyone around them. Yes. So getting the first shot off is crazy important. Because mm -hmm. you don't even have to hit them. You just have to shoot at them. And they immediately have to make a morale test. Yeah. It's, uh... <laughs> It's uh, it's not great. I'll it's, say that. There's a lot to it. Yeah, there, it's it's just this endless list of ways that every little detail that you'd think wouldn't be that interesting to talk about could possibly go wrong. Like radio communication. They're like, oh, you could fuck this up. Like, would, would that be fun? Would Is that anyone, fun would, for anyone? Would anyone enjoy that? If you're like, all right, I need to contact the base camp and let them know that we have landed and we are embedded at the site. Up, oh, radio's busted because you rolled bad, not because it's part of the story. No, we, we maybe we could have made this part of the story where like you're you're behind enemy lines and you've lost communication. That'd be kind of a a neat twist, but really it's because you fucked up. Yeah, it's just you fucked up. And maybe you try have someone else on the team try. They'll probably succeed. Oh look, you did it. Hey, uh, part of the we th that could have been an interesting part of the story. It's not. It's not. <laughs> no, there's. It's just these old games where everything has a rule. And the fact that everything has a rule means everything has a role associated with it. And having a role associated with everything means everything will be a chance to lose. And when you have a game where the baseline assumption is a 50-50 shot, it's, it's not good. Then there's the war book. The war book, honestly, the first time I picked it up, I, I flipped through like the first 12 pages and I was like, nope. Don't need this. I'm not reading it. I'm not. It's not going to come up on the show because it's just stat blocks for guns. Yeah. It's just, hey, how many different handguns and rifles and machine guns and whatnot do you need? I think it's funny that they try to focus on, like, the most famous handguns. So every handgun is described as, like, one of the premier pinnacle best handgun invented in, in history. They're just like the Automag 44. This is popularized by Hollywood movies and is one of the most powerful and glamorous handguns in the world. Well, what about the Beretta 22 automatic? This is a specially modified 22 pistol. Well, actually, that one's 
fairly. The the Beretta 22 is for airplane usage, like by sky marshals and shit. So it's designed to be kind of weak so you don't shoot a hole in the airplane. Yeah. But moving on beyond that, the Beretta M92 and the Glock and the Colt and the Browning High Power, every one of them was like, this is an ultra high powerful gun that's the best of the best. I get it. You like guns. <sighs> I, I don't have a problem with the idea of making a game about being the best of the best at everything. I kind of do, just because of that opening paragraph of the first book. I mean, book. I'm not one to say, <laughs> let's go ahead and fillet our soldiers out there. Yeah. But I'm like, if you want to make a game about that and your whole idea is, we want you to be cool like action hero badasses, mm-hmm. sure, fine, whatever. But when you get to a point where you're like, you're, I have this weird cognitive dissonance between... I want everyone to be the best of the best, but also I'm a game designer from the 80s and I cannot allow people to succeed. Yes, exactly. It's got that that straight up sweet taste of 80s game design dissonance where uh, where they're like, oh, this is a game about the people who are the greatest at what they do. They constantly chuckle fuck around until they're instantly <laughs> killed. <laughs> You're going to show up somewhere, trip over your own dick and get shot in the face. But you got a big dick. <laughs> Welcome to Delta Force. <laughs> we we went with Dick Trippers at first, but then we got sued by a guy named Dick Trippers. <laughs> we found out that there was a series of restaurants called Dick Trippers. I'd go to Dick Trippers. <laughs> right? Dick Trippers Barbecue is amazing. <laughs> is that where Thunder from Down Under performs? <laughs> That's where Thunder from Down Under first started. Oh. Dick they, Trippers. They used to be Dick Trippers, but then when they when they got a residency in Vegas, they changed their name. Yeah. And that's when they picked up the whole well, Australia thing. Well, because you thing. see, in Vegas, there was yeah. already someone with a residency named Dick Trippers. <laughs> it, yeah, it's a bus tour to the only uh, male cat house. I gotta tell you, one of our characters in the bonus content isn't Dick Trippers. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? You're gonna have to guess. <laughs> But then, yeah, it does at the very end have that list that's actually really important if you wanted to ever play this game of, like, different types of special services. There's also, you know, it's just a list of stats for for shit you might carry around. So it's guns, 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 grenades, missile launchers, trucks, airplanes, and then that skill list. That's the war book. Yeah. And then finally, the adventure book, which we don't even need to cover. We did already. Hey, would you like to go into exotic deserts and kill brown people and rescue white people? Here you do it three times in a row. I mean, honestly, it's just, would you like to go to a very mundane place and rescue white people or commit a terrorism? Yes, the last one is commit a terrorism, but you're not terrorists because you're representing the pinnacle ideals of the West. Oh, yeah. Well, you're part of good democracy. Yeah, good democracy. Apple pie. I'm going to go kidnap someone, murder everyone around them, and then make it look like I didn't do it so I don't start an international incident. Mm-hmm. I'm the good guy. I did that so that Tom Hanks could make Joe versus the volcano in five years. <laughs> I'm protecting our freedoms. <laughs> I'm protecting our good late 80s movies that everyone likes so well. Uh, Ghostbusters 2, you're welcome. <laughs> you're so welcome. Ugh. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, that's pretty much the game. That's Yeah, that's pretty much everything. There's not much else to talk about, so that means I think you know what time it is, John. I'm gonna go poop. <laughs> nope. You're gonna tell me what your favorite thing about this game was. Oh, oh you have so, much, so many miles to walk before you may poop. <laughs> <laughs> 
How many poops must a man take? None. Not until you finish telling me what your favorite thing about this game is, and your least favorite, and whether or not you'd play it, and I'm going to make you do the bonus content. <laughs> uh, okay, so best thing in the book, I do actually like the baseline 2d6 plus 3, and then you have to have at least like an 8. Yeah, yeah. The the fact that the game starts out saying, like, yeah, you're supposed to be special forces. Like, you're not going to be a wimpy little, like, I've got no stamina guy. You have to be in pretty good shape, at least decently smart. Like, here you go. You got to have all these qualifications. And I enjoy that, given that so many of the 80s books that we have read are just Hey, roll randomly, and maybe your guy sucks a big fat one, but that's okay. That's a role-playing challenge. (laughs) Yeah, the fact that it didn't go, well, maybe you've got horrible terminal asthma, but you're in Delta Force. That's a role-playing challenge. No, it isn't. Stop saying that. Everyone in the world, stop claiming that having low stats is a chance to be good at (laughs) role-playing. You can be good at role-playing with any kind of stats. (sighs) <sighs> so there you go. I do at least appreciate that out the gate they were trying to stick the theme. Yeah. What about you? Favorite thing? Oh, my favorite thing is definitely the huge list of interesting types of grenades. Obviously. I got way into the whole difference between fragmentation and exploding grenades and the different types of dust and smoke grenade. I'm kidding. I fucking hated everything. Every single page of this boring shit ass book. Uh, I'm just going to agree with you because and I'll specify that it was the part that was like, no matter what roundup, I was fully expecting to see some round true bullshit <laughs> where they're like, don't even round add plus three, four, one to th- plus five or point five and see what happens. You got an 11.6 in training. Okay. Yeah, I was kind of expecting that. But the fact that it was just like, no, nah, just round up. Don't worry about it. Don't. It's fine. It's fine. We don't want to have to answer that question a thousand times, so we're just going to make it a blanket rule. Round up. And that's common. That's common in games. I want you to know that my favorite thing about this game is something that I would consider a baseline necessity in every other game. This game has one area of baseline competence. Uh-huh. My favorite thing. Our favorite part. I kind of like the shitty art. Yeah. I love the picture of a guy who just looks terrified to be holding the gun that he's holding. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't know about this gun. Oh, that's another. Th- the reason you might not know about that gun, John, is because one of the skills you can choose is foreign gun. Yes. Which is because all of this, the weapon skills are like, oh, handgun, rifle, auto rifle, missile launcher, special gun, whatever. One of them is just foreign gun. And it, it's just like you have to choose a type of guns. So you have to choose foreign handgun, foreign assault rifle, foreign pistol, because using guns from other countries is so confusing that it needs to be its own skill. Yeah, I've been shooting guns since I was a little kid, and I know all about handguns and rifles. But someone gave me a crazy Italian handgun. I don't know what this is. A a, a Glock? What the fuck is a Glock? (laughs) Oh, Gesundheit. (laughs) Does this even have the standard point-and-shoot interface of a classic American gun? (laughs) The classic American gun. How is this not a Colt 1912 or whatever (laughs) the fuck? Colt 911. I think there might be a Colt 911. I'm sure it's been retired at this point. Huh? Like a hockey jersey or something. <laughs> ah! uh, all right. So my least favorite yes, thing. Yes, please. Go ahead. I've. <laughs> There's a lot, of course, obviously. I think I'm going to go with 
the skills just being an absolute clusterfuck. Completely incompetent? Like, the lack of rules, the reference to rules that don't then exist, putting an entire like necessary part of the character creation rules for skills in an entirely other book and not saying that's where they are Mm -hmm. like god damn that just the two pages before it gets to the skills descriptions and it's just skills and it starts talking about them is infuriating yes no it absolutely is I mean, I might just choose uh, generic incompetency as well. Half this book is spelled wrong. Yeah, well. I mean, I know it was the 80s. They didn't have the word processor. They didn't just press spell check or whatever. But Delta Force is spelled Delta Froce roughly one time in five. Delta Force. Delta Force. That's the Italian Delta Force. (laughs) (laughs) The Olive Garden. The special Froce Italiano. (laughs) Would you like some Parmesan on your Froce Italiano? It comes with Delta sauce. <laughs> uh, absolutely love it. Yeah, so uh, that, yeah, Miley's favorite thing is just the kind of, I mean, it, I don't even take that because you took incompetency. How about I mean, just mine the, is very specific. Yeah, though. how about just the uh, the opening paragraph being the only part of this game that's actually any kind of like story instead of rules? And it's just like, we're threatened from outside by terrifying Mexicans. <laughs> you... You average white American, you should be terrified that mm. there's anyone out there that's brown. Arabs want your babies. <laughs> shoot them. Or hopefully a braver man than you will. <laughs> my baby? I need to shoot my baby? <laughs> Before the Arabs get him. <laughs> it's worse than death. <laughs> yeah, that's some horse shit and I hated it. And the moment I read it, uh, like I said at the beginning, when I read that, I was like, oh, it's a fa- it, it's a fakey world where, where crazy bullshit is the norm. And then like one... Word later, I was like, oh, no, that's their actual. Oh, uh, look at you having any sort of semblance that things might not be the worst. I know. I, it was drilled back out of me. Don't worry. <laughs> I've gone back to my usual negative state. Uh, Would you play this? No. <laughs> no, of course not. Good Lord, no. <laughs> Is it as bad? I, I don't even want to ask, would you play this? Obviously, neither of us would play this fuck shit of a game. If I wanted to play real world hoorah Marines fighting fighting terrorists, I don't. I and, wouldn't. and even if I did, I wouldn't. Uh, I, and even if I forced myself to, I'd use some goofball system that made the whole thing a farce. Yeah. Um, I, instead of doing that. Oh, maybe something like Delta Farce. <laughs> <laughs> Larry, the cable guy. <laughs> and DJ Qualls. Uh, in, in, no, in, I'll ask you a more relevant question. Is this better or worse than Prime Directive? I will give this... A worse than Prime Directive. Ooh. And Prime Directive is a game... Horseshit that, of a game. <laughs> ...that just made me vomit obscenities uncontrollably. Yeah, we've been talking recently about going back and doing the first ten or so episodes over again because we've changed so much in style since then. And it's one of them. And it's like episode four or something. And I'm like, I do kind of want to go back and revisit it. I know I'm going to hate it again, but at least I won't be all self-serious. No, the I remember that, and I just remember being incapable of getting a single sentence out describing that game without some manner of swear because I was just incapable of dealing with it. Now, I think this is a worse game. Yes. But I also think that I've spent the last nine years reading shitty games, so I've got a little bit of a protection to it. You say you've developed a callus? Yeah. 
I read something like this and I'm like, yep, that that's the worst. Well, you you can hear it in the way that you even when we're not on mic, the way we talk about these games when we're reading them and describing them to each other, we've hit a point where we sound like fucking sommeliers. <laughs> no, just I'll text over and be like, oh, this is a classic 80s yeah. with a hint of incompetence. Yeah, exactly. Where I'm like, ah, redolent of the late 80s uh, skill, uh, roll under skill period where everything had a 40% chance. There's a sharp taste of pencil shavings in, in the head. <laughs> and there's a pleasing oaky afterbirth. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think what really does it, because both systems are... Just unusably bad. Yes. At least one of them is Star Trek. <laughs> yes. At least one of them I can be like, I don't know. At least I can do some Star Trek fan fiction. This is like, I don't need to suck the military's dick. That's okay. Yeah. At least that one, the other one has like Gorn in it or whatever. Yeah. I don't need no D suck. <laughs> so, so there you go. Neither of us would play this. Uh, John thinks it's worse than Prime Directive. I think it's worse than Prime Directive. Although Prime Directive was. Maybe, again, it might be the nine years of training. Maybe I go back and read that tricorder or whatever Oh, it was yeah, and it system. won't be as inscrutable. And, yeah, and I'll be like, oh, I kind of get it. All right. <laughs> There's two fails and a succeed, but the middle fail is called succeed but bad. Okay, I gotcha. <laughs> okay, so yeah, it's a terrible game. Don't 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 buy or play this. Yes. Like, like you could. <laughs> Who's going out and being like, who has 1986's Delta Force for me, the discerning gentleman? <laughs> I'll tell you who says that. Anyone who finds out that either of the authors for it recently milkshake ducked. Because <laughs> then it turns into a... Like, that's fucking happening with that so Sandy Peterson or whatever who came out as a big old turfy chudman where he's just that should be his new name turfy chudman yeah where, where he was like i don't think trans people should be in the olympics because of genome differences horsha 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 and uh now people instead of being like fuck you man they're like oh no i didn't think to buy call of cthulhu until now how will i do it ethically might i steal it and i'm like why is your first question when you find out that the author of a book is a horseshit dick man how do i get his game how can i acquire this <laughs> how do i the person who for 30 years has not bought this 30 year old game get it now now that i don't want it anymore <laughs> now that i've realized that this person is abhorrent and probably put some of their terrible ideas into this game Hmm, but could I get it, though? A small impediment to me, the consumer? This shall not stand. <laughs> I shan't. I shall, I've never wanted it, and I will never want it more. <laughs> uh, too bad. <laughs> just wanted to, that's been a pet peeve of mine the past couple of days. There you go. I just wanted to get it out there. Thank you for humoring me. Hey, that's everything, folks. Uh, why don't you go check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash systemmastery, where if you do it, you can get our bonus content. We're going to make characters in this garbage game. And yeah, you're going to find out who we make. Yep, we'll make some neat characters, and they can be yours for the low cost of $1 uh, per System Mastery episode, generally about 2 bucks a month. Yep. And that's that's at the low, low level. But you, there's other levels you can support us at as well. Uh, if you give us two bucks per uh, System Mastery, you unlock all of our expanded universe, expanded expanded universe bonus episodes. And at the $5 level, you also get the Afterthought and the TV Mastery and the football phone. That's right. Mm -hmm. But that's not all. You also get the special Tiger poster and these stickers. A year's supply of turtle wax and a lifetime supply of rice the San Francisco treat. And if you order now, we'll send you two of the whatever the fucking thing is that we're selling. <laughs>
I would love if someone on one of those like uh like we're selling the home shopping network yeah, things yeah, yeah. was like, and here's a knife or some shit. You'll get two of them or whatever. <laughs> It's my last day. Hey, look at this coin that's spinning here. It's dumb as shit. Who will buy this? Who will buy item number A19V70? Are you serious right now? Operators are standing by, probably. Look at this fucking ladder. Look at it. Let me show you all the things I can cut with this knife. Jessica, are you seeing this fucking ladder? Don't answer. You don't get paid to talk. <laughs> By the way, hire us, Home Shopping Network. <laughs> I guarantee you it'll be a very easy process because we'll be out the same day. <laughs> don't bother giving us a like locker space. We don't, need a, don't even need a W-9 form. We'll be in and out of your hair in no time. <laughs> That's how I do. <laughs> That's inconsiderate, John. Don't shoot for the hair. <laughs> All right, thank you for listening, and tell, we'll see you again real soon. You all have a good week. Welcome to System Mastery, the podcast where the hell is going to get you. Today, we discuss Delta Force, an RPG where the players are you, and you're feeling bad, but it doesn't look good. On today's road, we are going to be a little more than a podcast where we can get together and get together and get together, and it's System Mastery.